welcome to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. We will explore God's Word to learn how we can live by God's grace and for His glory. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Here's your host, Noah Hooper. Religion is not bad. Now, I know that's a bit of a shocking statement, so let me travel further down that road. We have heard vain religion detested so frequently and rightfully that the word religion has really become a curse word among Christians. We've become so inundated with filthy religion that we have forgotten that there is such a thing as pure religion. We automatically associate the word religion with vain religion, that kind of religion that is utterly and completely sinful. It is nothing but a beautiful facade, pretty on the outside, but full of death on the inside. This kind of religion prays so that men might hear. It fasts so that men might see. It gives so that men might take notice. This religion performs apparently spiritual acts to be seen by men rather than to be seen by God. We know what vain religion is by observing, experiencing, and at times participating in it. There is, however, a pure religion that we must study and pursue. We must not let filthy religion distract us from the biblical truth of pure religion. Filthy religion acts to be seen in public, but pure religion acts the same in private. Filthy religion does what may profit them, but pure religion needs no present reward. Filthy religion serves in the sight of men but pure religion serves in the sight of God. This pure religion is the antithesis to the vain religion of this world. James 1 verses 26 and 27 show us that there is such a thing as pure religion and we must pursue it. And let me give you the bottom line up front. Vain religion is concerned about appearance before men, but pure religion is concerned about appearance before God. And whether or not you are primarily concerned with your relationship to God or with what men think about you will show whether or not your religion is pure. So what is pure religion and how do we embrace it? James 1 verses 26 and 27 provide the answer. The Bible says, If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. In these two verses, James continues emphasizing the importance of doing rather than just hearing as we examine in episode 110. A person can be a hearer of the word and think that because they hear the word, they are truly devoted to God. But James is clear that only hearing the word is not true devotion. And in that same thought, verses 26 and 27 give a primary example of what doing the word results in, pure religion. Those who hear and do the word in the way that verses 19 through 25 call for will live in the truth of verses 26 and and 27. This entire section pulls back the veil of our religious claims and calls us to examine whether or not we are truly devoted to God. Do you want to be truly devoted to God in the way that you live? 
and in who you are? Well, first you have to hear the signal of vain religion that James calls out in verse 26. He begins not by showing us what pure religion is, but by showing us what it is not. Verse 26 begins, If any man among you seem to be religious, this section begins with a probing examination. You could say it like this. So, you think you're religious? You think you're pious? You think you're devoted to God? Well, here's a flashing signal that gives away whether or not this is true. If any man among you seem to be religious, if he thinks he's religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. The tongue reveals whether or not this apparently religious man is actually religious. If he has no control over his tongue, he's not. As we'll see in chapter 3, the tongue is very important to James, but it's not just important to James. This issue pervades all of Scripture. Solomon taught on the tongue in Proverbs. Jesus mentioned the tongue and that it reveals what our heart is truly at, where the state of our heart really is. Paul urged the Ephesians to not let any filthy communication proceed out of their mouth. Scripture is absolutely clear. What we say is of immense importance. That is why this passage teaches that whether or not we control our tongue reveals whether or not our religion is in vain. James used the word bridleth to teach a very important truth about how either pure or filthy religion is revealed by what we say. This word obviously directs us to a horse jockey. He bridles the horse to control the horse. He doesn't have to yank and jerk the bridle when the horse is standing still. Rather, the bridle is used to control the horse, to make it do what you want it to do, or to stop it when it's acting up. So then it's obvious that James is talking about the control we have over our tongue when it wants to act up. Any man can speak well behind a pulpit, but the reality of his religion is seen by whether or not he has control of his tongue when his golf ball soars into someone's backyard. You may sing in the choir, but what do you say to your wife when frustration mounts? You may appear religious by what you say when your sinful tongue is at bay, but the reality of your religion is seen by what control you have over your tongue when it is bucking. He's not talking about what we say when we're supposed to be religious, but about what we say when religion is far from our mind. True religion is revealed by what you say when you have no reason to be religious except for pleasing God. You may It's easy to appear religious in church when you want to say the right thing so that the people there will think this person is spiritual. But the reality of your religion is by what you do with your tongue when no one else is around to say they're not religious, but when only God sees. And that is what pure religion is all about. It is not limited to the pew or the pulpit where everyone else can see, but it pervades every area of our lives where only God can see. You can appear religious to men, but the purity of your religion is revealed by what you are before God alone. Our speech reveals whether or not our religion is pure. And if we have no control over our tongue, James says your religion is vain. In, in vain. Now, the tongue is not an easy creature to tame. Chapter 3 shows us that 
it's easier to control ships and tame beasts than it is to control your tongue. Therefore, we know that sometimes we don't bridle our tongue as we should. So James isn't talking about a random slip of the tongue. He's talking about a general pattern of life. We will lose our hold from time to time, but the pattern of our life should be one of tongue taming. If that is wrong, it doesn't matter what you claim. Your religion is in vain. You are not truly devoted to God in the way that this passage calls us to. So how is pure religion revealed? We see how vain religion is revealed, but how is pure religion revealed? Verse 27 provides the answer. Pure religion and undefiled before God is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. He's not concerned with what our religion looks like before men, but what it actually is before God. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. This is what pure religion is. This is what undefiled religion is. It is before God. You can stand in the spotlight before men, but God knows who you are when you're not on the stage. It is good and right to publicly serve God. But if all we do is serve God in public, our religion is nothing more than a vain display of spirituality. Anyone can perform in a church service. Anyone can say the right words when your tongue isn't bucking. Anyone can do that. However, those who remain pious and devoted to God in all of their life are the ones that have this pure religion. That is why verse 27 shows that pure religion is about what you do when no one knows but God. And this pure religion is revealed in two ways. First of all, true ministry. Visiting the fatherless and widows in their affliction. Pure religion is marked by willingness to help those who have no one to help themselves and cannot help you in return. To visit the orphans and widows is to go to those who have no one else and seek to relieve them in their affliction. This may be manifested in many different ways, but this is at the heart of this mark of pure religion. It is about being with those who have no one else to be with them. Orphans don't have anyone to provide for them. Widows have really lost their means of living. And in this time, to be an orphan and a widow would have put you on the bottom level of society. You are essentially alone in this world. The widow and the orphan cannot do anything for you. So then, to go and spend time with them and help them and relieve them. And it's an act of pure religion because it is only for God's glory and their good. Pure religion isn't at all complicated, but it does require sacrifice. It requires you to sacrifice yourself because if you will do this, you must do this for no one else but God. Pure religion undefiled before God is first revealed by going to and spending time with those who cannot do anything to benefit you in the eyes of this world. It's about going to those who cannot return the favor. So I encourage you, examine your life. See whether or not your religion is centered around self-promotion or self-sacrifice. May God help us to walk in pure religion by going to and helping those who have no ability to help us in return. In addition to helping those who cannot help us, pure religion is manifested by personal holiness and to keep himself unspotted from the world in the latter part of verse 27. And this deals with the issue of personal holiness. 
to keep himself unspotted from the world provides us with the image of a man who lives in the world, but is on constant guard so that the world doesn't get on him. This is what is meant by the phrase unspotted. It doesn't mean to be unseen by the world. It means to be unstained or untainted by the world. It means to be pure, to be holy, to be right before God. In other words, the one whose religion is pure keeps himself from becoming ranked before God because of his relationship with the world. Only you and God know whether or not you keep yourself unspotted from the world. This is about who you are before God. This is about personal holiness. You may appear holy before men, but the ideologies of this world may captivate your mind, the lust of this world fill your heart, and the attitudes of this world stain your actions. You can dress the part, keep the appearance, and say the words, but if your religion doesn't keep you from being stained by the world, it is in vain. Those who have vain religion care about whether or not men see them as religious, but those who have pure religion are preeminently concerned about whether God knows that they are truly holy. You can put on a show in public, But if your private life is marked by sin, your religion is in vain. But if you are truly devoted to God, you know that all of your life is lived before Him. Therefore, it matters what we do and who we are when only God sees. And this is the soil in which pure religion grows. Pure religion is an understanding that all of your life is lived before the Father. If you recognize that God knows who you are when you're not standing on center stage, it will transform the way you live. Those whose religion is vain don't care that God always sees. They only care what others think about their public appearance. They have an off-duty switch. But the person whose religion is pure never turns it off. They understand that their speech is always heard before God. They know that God sees the secret service, as well as the public service. They believe that they must be truly holy before God because God is with them in private. This is the character of pure religion. So I ask you, is your religion pure or filthy before God? You may look the part before men, but is your religion pure before God? And if your religion is before men, it will be filthy. But if it is before God alone, it will be pure. And it will manifest itself in the way that James reveals in these two verses by controlling your tongue, helping those who cannot help you, and being pure, being truly holy in this world. If we will walk in this pure religion, God must be the object of our devotion. So I ask. Is your religion pure? May God help us not to put on a show before men, but to live always before Him. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope you will consider subscribing and leaving a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to it on. So I hope you will join me next week on the next edition of the Taught by Grace podcast.